Hello, hello, hello. It's Michelle Donatian with Moments with Michelle Donatian. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Today is September the 24th, 2018. And I am so excited to spend a moment with you here today. I hope that things are going well for you, wherever you are listening from. We are here in America on the East Coast, and this is the 27th episode. I'm so excited about that. Our 27th episode. So we are just in the midst of some changes when it comes down to the weather and here in on the east coast it's getting cold i don't know what it's like there in your state or your country wherever you're listening from but it is apropos really um when it comes to what i'm going to be sharing with you here today uh today the topic is going to be about moving forward and i know i talk a lot and share a lot about moving forward because it is one of the biggest things that people have a difficult time with. And these are things that the Lord God lays in my spirit to share because he knows how hard it is and it's difficult in many, many different ways. And so we're going to unpack this today. So what do you do when you're trying to move forward and the enemy keeps attacking? How do you stop getting tripped up? That's today's topic. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for each and every one who is listening in, Lord God, each and every one who's going to listen in in the future, Lord God. I ask that this message touch their heart. Use me to speak your will, Father God, only your words and that your words may penetrate their hearts, Lord God. We choose to give you the glory and the praise and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Lord. So friends, what do you do? What do you do when you're trying to move forward and the enemy keeps attacking? How do you stop getting tripped up? Well, I think the very first thing needs to be a change in your vocabulary, a change in that sentence in the first place. It shouldn't be a question. You see, what I've learned in my life is there are certain things that are definite. And when I pose it in my mind or in my life as a question, it doesn't seem to happen. There are a lot of things that haven't happened in my life when I pose them as a question like, well, I'm trying to do my best. No, that's not the right way to approach it. I'm doing my best is the way to approach it. I will do my best. I choose to do my best. And not in a way to defend yourself, but in a way to, it's a statement. You're making a statement. You are saying, I am going to do my best. That in that situation, it's about a spirit of excellence. Okay. A spirit of excellence. So, or another person says, you know, are you going to love her? Are you going to give her the love that she needs? And maybe it's an angsty teenager or something. You know, if you've raised teenagers, you know what I'm talking about here. They don't all, they're not all angsty, but it's a difficult time in a teenager's life. And I think it's very common for them to be angry or emotional. And so in that situation, sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to love that teenager. So if you say, well, I'm trying to love her or I'm trying to love him, that's not a positive way. That's not a decision. That is based on emotion, in my experience. When I hear something like that, it's not a decision. They didn't say, oh, I'm going to love her. Because let's face it, in life, people make decisions that sometimes um, sometimes we feel negatively about those people based on their decisions. Sometimes we allow ourselves not to love that person, not to show love. And the Bible says that we're supposed to love. In fact, the Bible says that people will know us, they'll know believers by the way they love each other. So that's an important choice, decision to make. 
In the same sense, it's important for you to make the decision to move forward. You cannot make the decision if you're saying, I'm trying to move forward. I want you to hear the difference in that. I'm moving forward. That's the decision I made. I made the decision to move forward in my life. I made the decision that I was not going to allow the enemy to trip me up any longer. I made the decision that I was going to move towards what God has called me to do, no matter what. That's the decision I made. That means I absolutely must move forward. And it's a decision in my heart. And when I made the decision in my heart, then I recognized I have to put some things into place so that I can move forward and will move forward. Because you see, friends, like you, for most of my life, I made decisions by saying or thinking, I'm going to try not even consciously realizing it. I've heard people say it for many years and I've recognized it over the past maybe 10 years or so when I hear it in another person's life. But there had been times when I didn't realize I was using the same verbiage. I was allowing myself to be tripped up even in the beginning of what I thought was a decision. And what do I mean by that? Maybe that's a little complex. Some of you know what I'm saying already, but let me break it down a little bit more for you. Let me make this a little more simple because, you know, sometimes we say we want something, but we're not really willing to do the work yet. Have you ever been there? Or have you ever heard someone who was there or seen them and you knew that they were there? Think about a drug addict, okay? A drug addict, you know, they're an addict, right? They are addicted. If you've ever known, if you've ever known or been or seen for a long period of time, a drug addict, you're going to understand what I'm saying here. Until they make the decision that they're finished, they're not really finished. Sometimes they might say it, but they don't really mean it. They're not willing to do the work. They're not willing to do the work because getting out of addiction takes a lot. Now, you have two ways that you can choose to get out of addiction. One way, the best way, is with Jesus. Let Jesus deliver you. But you then have a choice too. You have a choice to receive deliverance and then you walk it out. You have the choice to walk it out. Now, I'm not even going to go into the world's way of addiction because we all know that way as well. We all know how to, you know, how the world says people get out of addiction and we know that way doesn't really work. I I, I haven't seen it work. People are recovering addicts for years. But when Jesus delivers you, it's done. However, until you're ready to make the decision Until you're actually ready to do the work, meaning I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I'm around alcohol or I'm not going to put myself in a situation where you name it. These are all things that people must decide to do. Here's another one, okay? Food addiction. I can personally attest to this one because I was a food addict for many years. And maybe it's odd to hear me say that to you, but... If you really think about it, really think about what people do with food, many people are addicted to it. They use it as comfort. It was my friend. Food was my friend. Food was something I went to when I felt uncomfortable about something, when I felt like things were a little too difficult. I was never a person who... I was afraid of trying something new, but certain things I realized, oh, I would go try those new things, but you know, I had to bring along a cup of coffee. And some of you might be thinking, well, what's the big deal about a cup of coffee? Well, let me explain it a little more in a little more depth. You see, I would bring that cup of coffee along with me as if it was going to help me. I was preparing for this new thing with this cup of coffee. How can a cup of coffee prepare you for anything? You really have to be very uh, thoughtful or or really think about this and think it through. 
in order to understand where I'm coming from here and maybe where you are right now today. But I recognized in myself that I was bringing food along as a friend, as a companion, when whom I really wanted to bring along, and more importantly, and much more strongly, if you will, the Holy Spirit wanted to come along with me. The Bible says that Jesus is your friend, right? The Holy Spirit is his spirit, the spirit of God. He is your companion. So why am I bringing food along as my companion if I have a companion here that was sent that Jesus said would be there for me? Remember Jesus said, basically he didn't want to go or he said he he had to go because he was going to send another and it would be better. And that was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, our comforter, our confidant. So, yes, I was a food addict. I really was. And only Jesus could deliver me from that. And I had to make a decision about when I was going to stop. And the decision wasn't about the food. I want you to hear me on this. The decision wasn't about the food. The decision was about me. And deep inside, where I was, what I was doing and what I was thinking. When I stopped making food my companion, when the Lord delivered me from that, when I recognized this is what it was, I was in the middle of the process. I didn't really realize it, not fully, until I was in the middle of the process. Because I had made the decision to give God my everything. I decided, had a conversation with the Lord one day and said, You know, there are areas of my life that I haven't given you and I want to give them all to you. So I'm deciding here today, this is one area, my health, my decisions, my life. And it was such a broad decision outwardly, but on the inside, the Lord, the Holy Spirit knew what he was doing because he's the one who prompted me to make the decision. I really didn't understand what I was doing. I had no intention of losing weight. You know, if you've listened to any of my podcasts uh, or some of my my earlier podcasts, you know, I lost 100 pounds in a year and a half. My intention was not to lose weight. For years it had been, but when I made this decision, my intention was to just give everything to the Lord because I knew I hadn't given it all to him. And I made a decision, a conscious decision that I was going to give this to, to him not expecting to lose any weight, just saying, I want to do differently. I want to be healthy, not thin, just healthy. Because I knew this was my holy temple. This is the Lord's home. This is his house. He makes his home here in my temple. It's not mine. It's the Lord. So God delivered me. So I was a food addict until I made the conscious decision, until I said, I will I couldn't, okay? Until I made the decision to say, I will, I couldn't. Now, here's where I am with this, and this is why I bring this up to you. What do you do when you're deciding to move forward and the enemy attacks? How do you stop getting tripped up? Well, when you make the decision You see, it's a whole different ball game. When you make the decision, you begin to see things clearly. You're you're, you're opening your eyes. You're saying, oh, I'm not going to allow the enemy to trip me up. Ah, look, there's the difference in the thinking. See, when I decided that I was no longer going to be a food addict, when I decided I was going to give this area to God as well in my life. When I decided that, I said, okay, this means I have to have a plan in place. I have to decide something. So the first thing I did was I gave myself permission to make mistakes. And I literally took it a moment at a time, moment by moment. When people ask me, how did you do it? What do you do? How do you stay you know, healthy? How do you keep the weight off? Somebody asked me today, what do you do when you want that 
whatever that thing is. What do you do? I pray. And I talk to the Lord. And I'm by no means perfect at it. I have my moments. But you see, I take it moment by moment, step by step. And that was what I decided to do. Every decision was a decision in and of itself. I didn't mess up for one moment and then say, okay, I guess I'll start again tomorrow. No, every decision was a separate decision in itself. So I say this to you when it comes down to your life. Your trying to move forward is not going to cut it. Deciding to move forward is what you need to do. Deciding. You've got to decide. What's the difference? You decide something and there is nothing that's going to stop you. When you decide something, you have decided. You have made the decision and it's already done. It's done. It's past tense. Oh, no, no, no. If somebody said to me, Michelle, let's go pig out and eat like, you know, everything at the all-you-can-eat buffet. Let's go and let's have fun pigging out. My, 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 my uh, response would be, no. First of all, I've decided that's not fun to me. I don't enjoy making myself feel sick by eating so much food, nor do I enjoy abusing my body. I do not enjoy that. So I've made the decision already. No. I already made the decision, and all I'm doing is following up and following through with the decision I've already made in my heart. So you can come to me, anybody can come and they could decide, let's go to the, you know, to the beach and let's get, you know, 17 boxes of popcorn. My answer is going to be no. How about we go to the beach and walk along the boardwalk? Let's go walk in the water. You want to go to an all-you-can-eat buffet? Let's find my favorite one and your favorite one. And for me, it's one plate. That's it for me. I can't eat any more than that. I already made the decision that I was going to stop when I was full. I already made the decision. And this is what you've got to do. You cannot move forward until you make the decision. And a decision is not fleeting. It's not an emotional thing. A decision is something that is solid. If your husband beats you and you say, I'm done. I will not allow this man to kill me one day. You're done. You're leaving. Until you make that decision, it's all emotional. It's all emotional. And it never happens. We all know women and people like that. It's very sad. But until they make that decision for themselves, what can you do physically? The best thing you do is you pray and then God changes their heart and guess what? They make the decision. When you come and you knock on their door and you tell them how wrong it is and you tell them how they don't deserve it and you tell them that that man is wrong and he's emotionally abusing them and physically abusing them and how bad it is, they're not going to listen to you. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I had a friend once and I don't know if I'll ever forget it. I remember I was very young. I was in my 20s. I've always been an opinionated person, always. So I always had, and I always saw things, and I always saw injustices, always. As selfish as I was before Jesus Christ, I always saw injustices. And so this woman was my friend. She was a family friend, and she was blindly in love with this man blindly. And this man would cheat on her. And what I didn't know is that he would beat her as well until I kind of got hip to what was going on. And I don't even remember when I found out, but I remember I had moved in with her. She and I lived, I should say, I moved in with her. We didn't live together. She allowed me to move into her, her up until her, she lived in a trailer into her trailer until my apartment was ready. Um, I didn't have a place to go. My parents and my father uh, kicked me out of the house. I was a mom, a young mom. I was a teenage mom. Some of you know this. Um, And my father had been abusive to me growing up. And so he decided he was going to physically abuse my own daughter. And 
I went ballistic. Of course, remember, this is, I, I, I don't know if I was a Christian at the time. And quite honestly, when I was a very young Christian, I still used to go ballistic quite often. I, I hadn't been delivered from that at that point, nor did I even realize I needed to be. But whether I was before Christ or, or, or in Christ, I went ballistic. And he gave me an ultimatum and said, you know, this is my house, my rules. And what do you think I did? I left because I wasn't going to have him beating on me, on my daughter, the way he used to do to myself and my brothers. And um, so, you know, basically he kicked me out. And so I went to my, to my friend's house. Now I knew that she had this tumultuous past with her, I don't remember if they were married at this point, or if they were boyfriend and girlfriend. I think they were married at this point. And anyway, he was, you know, I mean, you would hear story after story about some girl coming to their house or some girl calling his, my friend saying that she was, you know, sleeping with her husband. I, I think it was her husband then by now sleeping with him. And it was always the same. She'd go to the girl. Now, now my friend was through, had gone through a whole lot. So, you know, if you, she was in, she was in abusive relationships before her family was abusive towards her. She was adopted and she had been on drugs. She was clean at this point for many years, but she had a rough life. So her response was one that you would expect. She would go fight the girls. She would fight them and win. And then her husband would find a new one or go back to the same one. And the thing is, this was the cycle. And I would tell her, you know, what, you know, you need to, he's not changing. You know, what are you doing? Why are you with him? You know, I just couldn't understand it. I was so young and naive. I didn't understand how complex these things were to me. And I guess it was the, the, the way God made me. I was always strong enough to not be in a situation like that. You know, I don't know what it's like to be uh, a woman who will let a man beat her. I've never been in a situation like that, to be honest with you, but I've seen it. I've never been in one. I don't know what they're always thinking. I don't understand it. And and many of you who've never been in an abusive situation like that with a man, uh, or if it was a woman who was abusive towards you, you don't know, you, you can't completely understand what they're going through, but you do know that it is insane for them to continue to go back and they go back. So when I found out that he had been hitting her, um, I was living in their house and I don't even know how I found out. I can't remember. It's been so long ago. I mean, it's, this is over 20 years, but I do remember the realization and I remember saying you know, something to her. I don't remember what I said. And she stayed with him. She stayed with him for quite a few years after that. They broke up later and got divorced later. But everything I said, there was nothing I could say that would make her change until she decided to. You see, when she decided she had enough, she left him. All the emotional abuse, all the physical abuse, all the cheating, she left him. And she was better off without him. Now, why do I say that and use this as a situation, as an example? I use it as an example because it's the same thing if you continue to think you're going to move forward if you don't make the decision to do so. You cannot move forward unless you decide to move forward in your life. Am I saying that you're not going to trip and fall sometimes? No. Am I saying that it's going to be perfect? No. What I'm saying is that every time you take a step, you're going to move forward once you make the decision to. Once you make the decision. So what are the practical steps? That's what you're looking for, right? That's what you want to hear. I know that's what I want to hear when someone's teaching me something. So I'm going to give you a couple of practical steps, some steps that help me move forward. These are not all of the steps. And you might have found some things or learned some things that have helped you continue to move forward. And you can share it, you know, as you share this podcast, share it with your friends. You can leave me a comment. If you are on Anchor, 
and you are, uh, and if you've downloaded Anchor, you can leave me a voicemail on Anchor, and I want to hear your comments and what you have to say about it. But the very first thing and the most important thing to do is to make the decision. Make the decision to change. You can't move forward unless you make the decision. So make the decision to move forward. Now that is a decision to change. Why? Because what you've done up until now isn't working. It's not working. When I look back on my own life and I look at the things that I thought were going to change, although I continued to make the same decisions, they weren't working and they weren't going to work because what I was doing wasn't going to work. It just wasn't going to work. There's no other way to put it. What you're doing, it's either working or it isn't. And only you can decide today, is it working? Is it giving you the results that you desire? If it is, bravo for you. If it isn't, it's time to change. It's time to decide to move forward. Are you saying, I want to be more loving? You know, maybe this is a goal for you. That's my prayer. I, I need the Lord to help me with that. You know, I need the Lord to help me with that when someone is unkind or, you know, uh, 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 with my family, with my daughter. I need that. I need that when someone is, is rude or unkind to me. I need the Lord to help me to love them. Because without the Lord, I can't. I have to tell you, it's not in me without Jesus. Not without Jesus. It's not in me. Not without Jesus. And I've prayed for a genuine love. Not something on the surface where I'm, you know, just going through the motions. No, I don't want that. That's not the kind of person I am. I'm all in or not at all. And for me, I'm all in when it comes to the things of God. I'm all in. I'm all in. So my decision was to be all in. I want everything that God has for me. Everything. I don't want to miss anything. I want everything he has for me. That is where I had to make a decision. Am I going to be willing to do what he wants me to do in order to, be, to have everything that he wants for me to have? And one of those things is to serve him. Is that what I want? That's what I want. I've got to make the decision. I can't wake up in the morning and just, you know, kind of let the day go. When I do that, things don't work out well. You know, God is sovereign and he can help me and hold things together. But it's not the same as when I wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to spend time with the Lord I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to the Lord, listen to what he has to say. And I'm going to make decisions based on what he's showing me in his word. You see, that is a woman or man of purpose. That is a woman or man of purpose. So in order for you to do that, in order for you to move forward, you've got to become a woman or man of purpose. Okay? You've got to become a woman or or man of purpose. Why? Think about this. Okay? Think about this. If you say, I'm going to keep my house clean. No, no, no. Let's use something a little bit more practical, I think, for most of us. If you say, I'm going to have a home-cooked meal every night at home. Every night. Because I want to eat healthy. If you don't plan what's going to happen... You're going to be sitting at the table or, or, or about 10 minutes before the time for dinner, wondering, what am I going to cook? You're going to be standing in front of the refrigerator. Ah, I'll just order a pizza or I'll just get Chinese food. I'll just, you know, we'll just, I'll just run down to Chick-fil-A and pick it up. I'll get some, you know, some, I'll get a salad with my sandwich. See, without a plan, you can't move forward. In a powerful way. You can take some steps forward. Do not get me wrong. Every step forward is just that. A step forward. So you can do that. But if you want to move forward. 
and you 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 want to you, you you're listening to this because you're thinking of this question what do you do when you decide to move forward and the enemy attacks see that's why you're listening here you're not listening because you want to play around you're listening because you want victory in your life and you know that God has put something in you and you are tired of not accomplishing that goal that God has for you you're tired of your dreams not being coming not coming into fruition you're tired of not letting God use you the way he wants to you're tired of being afraid of what will happen on the other side of obeying him. You're tired of being afraid of what might happen if things don't turn out the way you think they should. See, if you're like me, you're tired of those things. And I think most of you are. I think most of you are listening for that reason. Either you're like that right now, or you were just on the brink, and now you're going to be there. See, God doesn't want us to be wishy-washy and indecisive. He wants us to make a decision and he's going to bring you to a place of decisiveness. Is it difficult? Oh, friends, yes, it is. Some of the biggest and most difficult decisions in my life have been to follow God. And in my walk with him, some of those have been the most difficult decisions because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know. Some of those decisions were Me crying out to God saying, Lord God, what do I do next? I know why you're feeling this way because I've been there. I know it. And God is a God who loves us. So he sent me here to encourage you. Make a decision. I'm here with you. I'm praying for you. If you are listening in, I'm praying for you. Because God has a decision that he wants you to make. You you have to make it. Until you make it, you can't carry out the fullest that God has for you. There are wonderful victories that you're going to have in your life without making that decision. You're going to have some wonderful victories as long as you follow after the Lord. But you see, God wants you to make a strong, definitive decision. And then he can move in your life. If you're tired of the enemy tripping you up constantly, you seem like it seems like you just get started and then there it happens again. Just get started and things get derailed and then you just kind of give up for a little bit and then you say, okay, 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 I'm going to start again. You've got to make a decision, friend. You've got to make a decision where you say, oh, the enemy came to attack me? Hold on, enemy. Let me speak and cash you out. Let me tell you who you are. And who I am, because I'm a child of the Most High God. You see, you don't understand. You don't seem to know, Satan, who I am in Christ Jesus. And the authority that I understand that I have now. See, now I know the authority I have. And I command you to get thee behind me. I command you to get thee behind me. I cancel every plan that you have for my life in the name of Jesus. I curse those plans you have, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I cancel them in Jesus' name. And then you begin to pray and you begin to say to the Lord, Lord God, I renounce my agreement with every plan that the enemy had against me in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I receive what you have for me. I stand and come in agreement with what you have for my life and the plans you have for me, Lord God. I want everything that you have for me. And I decide today to obey you and receive what you have for me, Lord God. See, when you make the decision, things seem to shift. Things seem to shift. And then when you've made that decision, Somehow, everything that comes at you doesn't cause you to throw in the towel and give up. Because you've said, no, this is my decision. Not, I'm going to try, I hope I might, maybe we'll see what happens. No, 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 no. You said, I will be victorious. I will accomplish what God's called me to accomplish. I will. You made a decision. When Satan comes, because the Bible does say that he will, 
You will have trials and tribulations. You're going to do what? Now, now, here's the third clue, the third thing. You're going to look to the Lord. That's what you're going to do. When the enemy comes, because he will, when the enemy comes and tries to trip you up, you're going to look to the Lord. You're going to speak with authority and you're going to cancel that plan and you're going to go to the word just like Jesus did. What did Jesus do? Jesus said, as it is written, that, 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 right? Didn't he say that? He told Satan what the word of God said about him. He told Satan what the word of God said and Satan had to flee. The Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee, right? Use the word of God. If that's what Jesus did, then that means it's what we need to do. You need to get before the Lord and you need to read his word and you need to begin to pray. And when you read his word and you pray, you're strengthened, you see, and you begin to believe what the word of God has to say over your life. So when the enemy comes, you look to God. You don't look to the enemy. You look to God. Okay. You look to God and you begin to speak out of your mouth what the word of God says about your life. And you believe it. In the book of James, it tells us that if we pray and ask God for something and we don't believe that it's going to happen, don't think that you're going to receive anything from him. Nothing at all. James 1, 1 through 5. Read it. He says it. Don't think you're going to have anything from God because you don't believe. The Bible says you can't please him without faith. You've got to have faith. And how do you build your faith? Well, let me tell you something. I learned this. You can't build your faith. Well, then you say, well, if I can't build my faith, well, what do I do? You spend time with the Lord. And the more Jesus that you have in you, the stronger your faith becomes. You can't build your faith. You only can spend more time with Jesus. And the more time you spend with him, the more you become like him. That's how your faith is increased. When people see you, do they see Jesus or do they see you? I want them to see Jesus because me, my flesh, boy, I got a lot of issues. <laughs> I have a lot of things in my life that I need that I need God to take care of. I don't want people to see those things, not in a prideful way like I don't want them to see where I have mistakes because that part, I'm an open book. I mean, my goodness, I've already shared enough. I hope you understand that much. I don't care what you think, but I don't want you to see me because that's all my flesh. When you look at me, I want you to see what Jesus did in my life. When you look at me and hear me, I want you to hear Jesus speaking. I want you to hear his words. My words aren't going to give you any kind of deliverance. His words will. So I'm like a conduit. You see, I'm just here to deliver the word, his word to the people, you. Just like when I turn on my pastor and I listen to him preach, he is nothing but a conduit being used by God. He's a man. Yes, he is. But he's being used by God. And God is speaking through him to me and to anybody else who's listening to the people just like me. So friends, I'm just excited because you've made a decision. You've made a decision. You made a decision, even though, even if it's a small decision, it's a decision. Your decision is one that is going to be so good. It's going to be such a blessing in your life. Your decision is going to carry you on through all the trials and tribulations that you come through. Don't get me wrong. I don't want you to be mistaken and I don't want you to be naive. You will have trials and tribulations because the Bible says so. The Bible says if you are living for Jesus Christ, you're going to have trials and tribulations. But you see, those things are not going to prevail against you. They're not going to prevail against you because 
when you make the decision to serve God with everything, when you make the decision to follow the Lord Jesus with everything that you are, you have victory. Jesus said, I'm looking for a scripture here because I want to read it to you. Jesus said, take up your cross. Come, follow me, right? Isn't that what he said? You've read it. That's what he said. So in order for us to do something like that, we have to make a decision, don't we? Don't you have to make a decision? You have to make a decision. You cannot serve God unless you choose to. Didn't you have to say with your mouth that you believed that God was that that God was your father, Jesus was your savior, Jesus died on the cross for your sins, Jesus shed his blood for your sins to be forgiven. Didn't you have to say it and then believe it in your heart? That was your decision. That was your decision. If you did not make that decision, well, you're not serving the Lord. You're not living for him and you don't have an eternity promised. But when you make the decision, you see, that's where the change happens. That's where the change happens. The Bible tells us in scripture, it says that the enemy is going to come against you. That says no weapon formed against me shall prosper, right? No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. However, notice that it says that a weapon will be formed against you, okay? I want you to see that. A weapon will be formed against you because Satan is the enemy of your soul. Do not misunderstand and think that this is not serious. He will take you out if you don't serve the Lord. If you don't seek God, he will take you out. That's what he wants. That's what the enemy wants. He's the enemy of your soul. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, I want you to turn there with me. It says, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shall condemn. Your words must condemn every tongue that rises against you in judgment. With your mouth, you make a decision and you say, I'm not going to allow the enemy to have victory in my life. I am not going to allow those old things that Satan put in front of me to be bait and cause me to fall into the wrong direction again, like I've done for so many years. See, if you're like me, there were things that the enemy tricked you into believing. And I think a lot of you are like me. There are things that the enemy tricked you into believing about your own life. And one of those things has to do with your authority. I hear a lot of people saying that you know, that children have to fall away first before they can serve the Lord fully. That's a lie from the pit of hell. They don't have to do that. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that if you train up a child in the way that he should go, when he is old, he will never depart from it. So that means that he's never going to depart from it. When he's old, he's going to be serving God. It didn't say anything about, well, he has to be older to serve God and he'll fall away probably. No, 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 no. There are many that do fall away and they come back. There are many that do, but that is not the way that we should be looking at things. We need to take the authority that we have. We need to take the authority that we have. My daughter grew up in a Christian home. Now, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, but my daughter grew up in a Christian home. I took that young lady to church every Sunday. We didn't miss church unless somebody was vomiting and throwing up and couldn't keep anything down. That was the only time we missed church. If somebody was like 
it had a fever, like a crazy fever. That was the only time we missed church. We went to church every single Sunday, her whole life. When she hit the beginning of, when she got into high school, middle school, junior high school, if you, some people call it junior high school, some people call it middle school, middle school, she fell away. She was having a rough time. She'd been through a whole lot in her life and she fell away. And I remember when I understood the authority that I had, it changed everything. You see, when I recognized the authority that I had, I began to make her do things like, no, 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 our family, we're going to read the word together. And she'd say and protest, well, you're forcing the word down my throat. I don't care what you call it. That's what I would say to her. I don't care what you call it, but it's for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. And I would tell her, we're going to serve the Lord in this house. That means that I'm going to teach you the word of God. I'm not going to make you be a Christian because that's your decision. But you know the word and you know the repercussions of your choices based on what the word tells you. You're not going to go to heaven with me standing in front of you to explain to God what happened. You know, it's not going to be one of those situations. And I remember the Lord told me to sit her down one day and to tell her that you can't ride to heaven on my coattails. I told her this. You cannot get into heaven on my coattails. It's a decision you have to make. I made the decision. Now it's up to you. So she had served the Lord until this really, this time in her life and she fell away. And when she was 17 years old, praise God, she accepted Jesus Christ as her personal Lord and Savior. And it's, it's not been so easy all these years since then. But you see, I thank God for showing me the authority that I had. Because I hear a lot of parents saying they've given up. Or maybe they don't say it, but in their actions, they've given up. And they've thought, you know, what else do I do? I don't know what to do. See, I was praying for my daughter. Oh, and it was difficult. Don't get me wrong. And there weren't, there were times when I wanted to give up. I'm just telling you, you know, I think there are some people out there right now listening in and saying, oh my gosh, this is where I am today. I I know it. Don't give up. I felt like it so many times. And there are times when I said I gave up and then a minute later I said, no, 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 no. I don't, no, I don't. No, 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 no. And the Lord would show me. And would bring bring it back around to me. And I would, no, 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 I didn't give up. I'm not giving up. No, I take those words back. And this is what we're going to do. See, because it is difficult. But I gave her to the Lord. And in giving her to the Lord, I then began, became responsible for praying for her. And for loving her. And that was so tough. You know, really loving someone is when you love the unlovable. And she was unlovable at that time in her life. She needed so much love, but she would push it all away. And I know some of you are dealing with that right now. You know your children need love. They all do. They need so much love. But they are so frustrated in their lives or they have been so hurt in their lives. And maybe it was because of you. Maybe it was because of somebody else. We're not even here to talk about that. We're here to talk about just the fact that they need your love. And you've got to make a decision yourself to love them. That means no matter what, no matter what they do, that's love. And love is also sometimes tough where you say, no, you're not going to do this because this is not going to help you. Like, Maybe they're being rude and mean and nasty towards you. And you're going to say no, because the word of God tells me that you're to respect me. And I'm going to teach you respect because I love you. Because I love you. I don't want to see you go to hell because you have no understanding of authority. If you can't love your parents and respect and honor your parents, the very first scripture with a promise, your life isn't going to be well. That's what the word tells us. It'll be well with you if they respect 
and honor their father and their mother. They honor their father and their mother. And it doesn't say how old either. It doesn't say that they have to be a little child to honor their father and their mother. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother. I learned this myself when I was an adult. My parents had made lots of mistakes. We all do, right? But at this time in my life, I didn't really understand how to get past those hurts in my life. And I had a friend, and if you've listened to any of my podcasts before, you've heard me tell this story. The friend said to me, Michelle, you call yourself a Christian. The word of God says that you honor your father and your mother. You need to stop complaining about the things that they've been doing. And you need to pray for them and you need to love them. You need to honor them. Well, she said, you need to honor them. I know now I need to pray for them and I need to love them as well. But she said, the Bible doesn't say honor your father and your mother if they did a great job. The Bible simply says, honor your father and your mother and it will be well with you. And I'm so glad that she said it to me. It was a decision I had to make. I made the decision to honor them, no matter what. And as I made that decision, God gave me a love and forgiveness for both of them. Forgiveness. And then on top of that, he gave me an understanding of where they came from and why things were the way they were for them in their own lives and why they parented us the way they did. I don't make excuses for my parents. They had their own choices. They were adults and they were cognizant of their decisions. So they're going to have to deal with God about those decisions if they haven't already dealt with them. I don't know. What I do know, though, is that just like God forgave me, he forgives them if they'll ask him. That's it. And the Bible tells me that if I don't forgive them or if I don't forgive, period, I won't be forgiven. I didn't know that back then. Maybe that would have whipped me into shape faster. I don't know. But what I did know is that the Bible told me I needed to honor my father and my mother. And it was a decision. So I'm giving you all of these examples because I want you to understand here today, your decision to move forward in whatever area of life it is, has to be just that, a decision. It cannot be emotional. It cannot be about, well, today I'm feeling really bad and so I think, I'm yeah, today I'm gonna do it. No, no, no. You need to stop and you need to make a decision and say, No matter what happens, I'm going to do this thing, whatever that thing is. Maybe you decided, I don't know, you want to lose weight. You know, I can speak from that personally. You need to make a decision today that every moment you're going to make healthy choices and you're going to make choices that honor the Lord God. That's a decision. You're not going to allow food to be an idol. That's a decision. That's a decision. You're not going to allow the enemy to, here's another one. Maybe you've been walking in the Lord and you've just, you would get swept back and forth between situations. And when this pastor said this, you would believe that. Then when that pastor said this, it would go against what the other one said. And then you couldn't figure out, well, wait, and then you'd believe that one. And then another pastor said something, you believe that one. No, that's not biblical. So you need to read the word of God and you need to stand with the word. If that pastor is not preaching the word, you need to leave from under that pastor and you need to go to a pastor that's preaching the word. I know that's a little bit hard to hear. I know that's stepping on a couple of toes, but that's biblical. That's biblical. There have been many pastors that I've loved and I had to leave out from being under them because they weren't preaching the word. It wasn't the solid word. And it was hurting and killing me. And it'll do the same to you if you don't get out of there. It's a decision. You decide, I'm going to follow the word of God no matter what. That means that when all the other Christians around you are saying, oh, it's okay to listen to Harry, watch Harry Potter. It's okay to, to go to that movie. It's okay to watch movies that have cuss words in it. I know I'm stepping on some toes here, but I'm going to tell you right now, that goes against the word of God. The Bible says that's biblical. That's opening up the doors for demonic spirits to come into your life. Listening to cuss words, being around that. Saying them yourself is even a whole other thing. But that opens up demonic doors. If you say, I want everything that God has for me, you're going to have to make a decision to be holy, to live a life of holiness. And that means you decide to cut those things off. 
and every other Christian around you, most of them are going to say there's nothing wrong with those things. They're going to say it. Trust me when I tell you, they're going to say it. And it's not like you have to make a decision and publicly stand at the pulpit on your ch at your church and say, today, everyone, I've decided this. That's not what I'm saying. They're going to see it in your life choices. I remember I had a situation once, and should I share this story? No, I'm not going to share this story, but let's just say there have been many decisions that I made that were unpopular around the fellow Christians in my life. I'm not even talking about the unsaved people. They couldn't understand it at all because that the Bible says that they it's just complete foolishness. But to the fellow Christians, you know, the leaders in the church were allowing their children to make certain to watch movies. And I had to take a stand and say, no, my child's not going to watch this. And when I made the decision, other parents followed. And sometimes they're not going to follow. But you've got to make a decision for your own self. And I'll tell you something. When I look back and I see, I have many friends who, when I made these hard decisions, they would say things to me like I was being too hard or I was not, you know, I was being, they would say legalistic. That's the word they would use. Or, you know, you're not, you're not, that's not what the Bible says. We, we can't, you know, live like that. No, I choose to live according to the word of God. It's a choice. Am I perfect at it? Absolutely not. But what I know, I do know. What the Lord has shown me, he's shown me. And those are the only things I know, what he's shown me. And I see them in their lives and their families. And I see them, their families have fallen to pieces, quite a lot of them. And it's because of things that they allowed into their lives. They didn't make a decision. And they didn't realize they weren't making the decision. Because it's easy to do. And maybe you're right there right now. Maybe you're looking around you and you're saying to yourself, my, you're saying that your family fell apart and you can't figure out what happened. Or maybe you do know what happened. Maybe you do know what happened. There's always hope. Always. But what I'm telling you is my, po my unpopular decisions have kept my family and it's hard every day. It can be difficult because even in my family, there's bucking up against it. But I refuse to allow the enemy to have anyone in my family. He will not have them. I take authority in Jesus Christ. And I believe and I choose to live what he says for me and for my children. And that is a decision that I chose to make. So as I close here, there's just more to say. I just feel it in my spirit. I want to encourage you. Okay. I just hear the Holy Spirit just, just saying, don't close yet. I want to encourage you today. If this has been you and you felt like your family or your job or just your life in general just seem to fall to pieces and you can't figure out where to start. Start with a decision. Start with a decision. Now, there's a point that I missed that I didn't share yet and I'm going to nestle it in between one and two. Okay. So we said number one was make the decision to move forward. Number two was become a woman or man of purpose. Number three was when the enemy comes, look to God. But see, number two is ask the Lord. No, 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 no. Let me move that up because number one, I was saying number two for a reason, but no, it really is number one. I was going back and forth between it. Number one, ask the Lord to help you make the decision and walk it out. Ask him to help you walk it out. Now, I was thinking of the walk it out part, but what I realized literally as I'm talking to you here today is I had to ask the Lord to help me make the decision. See, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, then I made the decision. I didn't make the decision on my own. So I recognize 
It wasn't number two. It's number one. Number one. See, number one, you've got to go to the Lord. You can't do anything that's worth anything without Jesus Christ. Think about all the people you've seen. Think about all the famous people, all the people that have, um, you know, have lost things in their lives. And, and you've seen them and they've had, you know, money and all this, all this, this money and, 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 and now they're broke. Or think about all those people who, you know, people who, I don't know, had a church, you know, a pastor had a church and the churches, uh, they stepped down because they fell or think about all of these things. You, you can name the situation. Think about the person that you thought had everything together. They had a great job and a beautiful house and their family seemed to be perfect. And now it's all gone. You know, it's all gone for whatever the reason is. They lost their job. They lost their house. The husband left them or the wife left them or whatever the situation is. Without Jesus Christ, we can't live this life, not victoriously. We can scuttle along every day and muddle along without Jesus. And who wants to live like that? Who wants to live in constant fear of losing everything? Who wants to live in constant fear of not knowing what's going to happen next and not knowing that it'll be okay? Who wants to live like that? See, the Bible tells us all is well with my soul, but that's only in Jesus Christ. I can tell you all as well because of Jesus Christ. Without him, I couldn't tell you that. Without him, I was in constant fear of a lot of things. Now there's somebody out there here today, this person that I'm talking to, these people that I'm talking to, they've been living fearfully thinking you know, what am I going to do? I'm tired of this life, but I just don't know how to make the decision. I just don't know how to, what to do next. Well, I'm giving you the answers right here. The first thing you need to do is number one, ask the Lord to help you make the decision to move forward and ask him to help you walk it out. Number two, make the decision to move forward and decide you're going to walk it out. Number three, become a woman or a man of purpose. Become a woman or a man of purpose. Decide you're going to set up your life in order to do what God is calling you to accomplish. And finally, number four, when the enemy comes, look to God. When the enemy comes, look to God. Those are the four things that I recommend you need to do. I recommend you do. You need to do these in order to move forward. Otherwise, it's going to just be an emotional, flippy floppy thing, the same way you've done it before. And you're not here listening to this podcast because you want to do what you've done before. You're listening in on this podcast because you want something different in your life. Just like me, everybody wants something. But now you've got to make the decision to have it. So I'm going to close today. And I want you to ask yourself as we close, what do I want? Do I want everything that the Lord God wants for me? Do I want everything he has for me? Or do I want to continue to muddle along the way I have? And I leave you with that decision. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today because you're so mighty. We thank you today and we love you and we thank you for loving us. We choose to glorify your holy and precious name because you are so wonderful. And you come here to teach us, to change us, to give us life and live it more abundantly. And we thank you for it. I thank you for it, Lord God. I ask you to touch every heart here today, Lord God. Touch them and give them the decision, give them the ability and draw them towards you that they may make the decision to move forward in their life. Whatever this situation is, whatever the area is, give them the determination, give them the strength 
and help them move forward. Lord, we ask all of these things in your son's name. And Lord God, I also ask you to draw those who don't even think that they need a change. Maybe they just happened upon this station in their mind, but you've been drawing them and they need a change and they didn't realize it. Lord God, I ask that you open each and every one of our eyes that we may see where we need to change and give us the chutzpah to make the decision. Give it to us. We ask you in Jesus' name. We thank you and promise to give you all the glory and honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I thank you so much for listening in today. I hope that you've made a decision to make the decision to move forward today and forever and always. God be with you today as you go on with the rest of your day. I hope that you decide to share this podcast with your friends. Leave a comment for me. Like it. Tell me what you think. I really want to hear what you have to say. But most importantly, may God be with you as you go, as you go, as you walk, as you live, because he loves you, friends, and so do I. Tune in for the next podcast on Wednesday, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I do apologize today. The podcast is up late and... uh We had some, uh, (laughs) let's just say some difficulties here uh, this time. And I do apologize for that. So uh, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, Wednesday night, the newest episode. Tell your friends, tune in, and I love you. God bless you. Goodbye.